This is episode number 19 of the Business Plan Podcast. My name is Brian Colvin. And I'm Renee Taylor. We are certified public accountants in Asheville, North Carolina. We started this podcast to answer the tax and business questions we get asked all the time. So whether you're listening to our podcast while working, riding your mountain bike, or just hanging in your hammock, we're really glad you're here. Hello, Renee. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another exciting week. It's another great day on the podcast. It's another great day. It's a beautiful January day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. I can't wait till spring. Oh, no. This is the best time of year. <laughs> there's no bugs. <laughs> well, in the spring, there's usually not. There's bugs. Really, there's a lot of bugs. Yeah, see? There, there we yeah. go. All right. Well, since it is late January... <laughs> You know, people are probably listening now and they're finding out that they, you know, might have to pay some income taxes or maybe they don't know yet, but they're thinking about the possibility exists that they owe income taxes. It's a good time to set the expectations. That's right. It's a good time to go ahead and tell some folks one or two things they ought to know if they owe taxes. Right. Don't you think it's a good time of year to share that? I, I believe so. Well, we're going to do it. Yeah. But first, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to surprise you. Okay. <laughs> what is the favorite foreign country you visited? Oh, hmm. Being that there's only really like two or three, my favorite is probably Ireland. I went to Ireland oh, years nice. ago. Oh, nice. I've never I been to a, Ireland. I, in my culinary years, I went to culinary school and I had an apprenticeship in Ireland. Nice. Every, then you would say, well, why would you go to Ireland for like culinary? Because they're not known for their cuisine, but they actually had a lot of French restaurants. And I worked mm. in a castle there with a French chef that spoke English. So it was really easy to understand him. A hot dog. That's nice. So yeah. you, it's more than just visited. You actually lived in Ireland. I lived there and I worked in this awesome kitchen with big windows nice. overlooking a lake. And I used to go play nine holes at lunch. Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, and that- that's the only time in my entire life I played golf. But you have to when you're in the British yep. Isles. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I played I played golf at a castle, and I've been to the Masters, and now my golf career is over. Is that- <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, seeing as how I don't play golf, I probably won't ever ask you to join me. That's- on the- it's, a- it's a good thing because your days are over. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Ne- next sport. Yeah, next sport. Okay. So my favorite foreign country... It's really hard for me to pick, but you've I, been all over. I've been I've been a lot of places, but I think yeah. oh, it's so hard to pick. It's always I'm torn between two, but uh, I'd probably Same have both. to say just Tha- say both Thailand, say it's a- Thailand and Thailand? France and France. Yeah. yeah, I mean everybody says that though. I was trying to come up with something clever, but no, no, those are the best. They're the best cool. for a reason. Everybody loves them, you know. Yeah, and I do too. So, <laughs> was there a particular thing in Thailand that you liked? I learned, kind of I learned out. to scuba dive. I learned okay. to scuba dive. Yeah, that was a cool. good one. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, Fun. so let's just talk about it. What's, let's just say, Brian, that you owe a bunch of taxes this year. What are you going to do? I have an idea. I'm, I'm going to pay them. I've been paying my payments, though. I've been making my installment payments. I know. Trying. I'm guessing of what, what the tax is going to be, but I don't know if I'm going to be short or yeah, see? pay too much. That's right. So you've guessed, right? And so have yeah. I. But let's just say... Oh my God! Early earlier this season, I was hung up on the idea of making two hundred thousand dollars or sixteen thousand dollars a month. Right. Or, earlier in an earlier episode, let's say that happened to us, and oh yeah. no, I didn't pay. You know, based on that amount. So, 
let's just say that this is happening to a lot of people. They owe taxes. All right. Here's my first thing I would say. Don't panic. When you when you get the the end result from your tax preparer, don't be like, what? I owe ten thousand dollars. I don't really have that laying around. Okay. There's the IRS wants to work with you. <laughs> they, It's a win-win if you pay your taxes and they don't have to like, you know, go after your assets. So basically what I would suggest that you do is you create an installment agreement. What's an installment agreement? Well, it's basically a way that you can make, you can take your tax bill, divide it up into monthly payments all the way up to 72 months if you need to. And, and so you pay your tax bill on time, just like it was a car payment or something. Um, it's easy to do, easy to set up online. Your tax preparer can do it for you through her software, usually. Um, the key is that you have to owe less than $50,000 in total. Right. Um, but that is, I have done this for many people, and and I would call it fairly effortless. And an easy way to pay is to divide up a big number into more manageable bits. Yeah, and if you do owe more than fifty thousand, you can pay down to fifty thousand and set up an installment agreement. So if you owe sixty thousand, you can pay ten and then mm-hmm. set set up the installment agreement. Yeah, and if you owe sixty thousand, you've really miscalculated. You've yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. Maybe, maybe that's me this year, right? Ma- hey, maybe it no. is. <laughs> yeah, but you no, know what? I as I always say, if you owe sixty thousand dollars in taxes, that means you made a pretty good amount of money. You did. So, you know, yeah. th- so think about it that way, too. That's another thing, just as an aside. If you owe a lot of taxes, think to yourself, you know what? I made a lot of money. Yay me. Right. Yay me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's yep. true. You always right. got to look on the bright side. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And setting them up in installment and payments and things makes it a little uh, easier to swallow instead of the end of the year paying a whole lot of oh, money. Oh, man. And, and a lot of people can't do that. So, yeah. yeah so, like, get the, get the result. It's a high number. You kind of panic. Just don't panic. Just talk to your tax preparer about setting up an installment agreement. Very easy. Yeah. I think another thing to remember is if you do have the installment agreement set up, um, that if you're paying those monthly payments and you've been paying them for a year or so, and it comes around that it's time to file again, you need to make sure that you file your returns. Because if you become out of compliance, and when we say out of compliance, it means that you haven't filed that... um, you haven't extended or, or, or filed on time, then that installment agreement is null and void mm. pretty much um, pretty mm. much automatically. And they'll start sending you letters saying that you need to file mm. to get back into compliance. And you might have to, you probably have to re-up the installment agreement and do that whole thing again, which costs you money to sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you might important. have to, yeah, that's, I didn't, I don't think I even knew that. That's, that's really good. Make right. sure you so always just, file. You always need to file. So, and um, what else would you say about filing, Brian? About filing, you should always file. Because <laughs> the other piece of it is, is that uh, they're they've made it kind of a little bit easy to set up the installment agreements and things like that. But they want to know how much money you owe, and the IRS puts a pretty stiff fine on not uh, filing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's you know your the failure to pay and the failure to file penalty, and the failure to file penalty 
goes up to 25%. So for instance, you come up at the end of the year, you've had a great year and you owe $10,000. That's that's not unheard of. But then you don't file your return because you're, you're, you didn't take Renee, you panic, you didn't take mm-hmm. Renee's advice mm-hmm. and you went, oh my God. I just, so you just, I'm going I'm to put it under the mattress and just hope for the best. Right. <laughs> yeah. Until I can figure out a way to make this return look better. Exactly. Which you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's don't right. Do, it is what it is. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So, but then, so that $10,000 is now, that's $2,500 extra in penalties. On top of the interest and everything else you're, you're going to pay. So always file. You yeah. should always file. Or if you know if you can't, if you don't have everything ready by April 15th, extend. It's mm-hmm. if you're, comp- mm-hmm. you know, we have mm-hmm. different due dates and such, but extend mm-hmm. and make sure you file those returns. Yeah. So that that's an important point. There's, there's two different things here. There's the failure to file penalty and the failure to pay penalty. It's right. not, it's not just like. So the point is that go ahead and file the return. And yes, it's terrible. It's like, oh my God, I owe all this much money. I hate it. Don't just go ahead and file it anyway. Um, And then, you know, try to, as soon as possible, figure out how to pay it, including by installment agreement. But if you can't pay it right that moment, just go ahead and file it anyway. So like that's that's bullet point number two. Make sure Mm -hmm. that you file. Yeah. So what, I mean, there are occasions when, um, things have just not gone well for you and maybe you've got some things in your life have happened and you come up to the end of the year and you owe a whole bunch of money and you just don't have the money. So you do, you look at the installment agreement and you know, they're saying they want $400 a month and you're just barely scraping by, you know, maybe you've got some, some family issues going on or whatever. What would you do then? Oh man. Well, if you've got sort of a, if you owe a big amount, right. And you, can't pay it because you do have sort of other financial issues like you like you said a medical emergency or you're kind of on the verge of bankruptcy or you're kind of going through a hard time right then you have what's called an offer in compromise or an OIC now uh-huh. now if you're if you're like me you listen to NFL radio on Sirius <laughs> FM <laughs> and and I think I'm not their like prime demographic because all of their commercials are not really aimed towards me but I think they're really aimed for people who like need or, or, or think to themselves, oh, I'm going to do this offer and compromise. And the commercials go something like this. If you owe money to the IRS, you can pay back half of what you owe. You owe $10,000. We can make it so that you only pay back $5,000. So you would you would pay back, you know, just uh, it's kind of like if you were in bankruptcy or whatever and you end up owing your your creditors only half of what you originally owed. It's like a settlement. That's what an offer right. of compromise is. So if you're in dire straits, this is an option for you, but it isn't an everyday option. <laughs> it's only it's only a result of being in, in really dire straits. Uh so I can I, I know one one guarantee is that the folks on the, doing that commercial are going to get that thousand dollars or whatever, and then that there's that. Get paid. That's right, and you might pay five thousand dollars, but um, it sounds like might. an enticing thing, you know. I mean, yeah, I, like I'm thinking to myself, I'm listening to that, and I kind of know what they're. There's no mention of what it is, an offer and compromise. Right. It's only just marketed as you can get you can pay your liabilities your tax liabilities at a smaller amount than what you actually owe and again that might sound really enticing and especially for people who are in a a dire strait right um it would work 
but you have to be in a, you're, it's not, first of all, it's not going to happen. The IRS is not <laughs> going to allow it <laughs> if you could have done an installment agreement instead. Right. If you could be like, well, I owe $10,000 and I feel like I'm in dire straits. I just I'm, bought a boat this year. I don't right, have that money. Right, exactly. There's no way I can afford exactly, this. Exactly, exactly. So not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're, they're going to make you stick with the installment agreement first. So the offer and compromise, the OIC, is really just, uh, like I said, something yeah. for last resort. And there's some good companies that I've, I know I've worked with or heard about working with mm-hmm. good, some companies out there. And, and some of them are really good. Just be a little leery mm-hmm. of who you work with, anybody. They mm-hmm. should always do that with accountants and everything. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and I think getting an accountant or someone to help you through this process is a good idea. But you could call the IRS and talk to them and just get see what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad idea. So, but I mean, if you're in a, a pickle, like you're in, yeah. a, whether it's a, a really bad pickle or you're just kind of like you owe, owe more than you thought, this is maybe something that we should have said at the very beginning. Talk to an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talk to an accountant. Just see the accountant um, can at least, you know, help you kind of know what, what your options are. Right. Because we've already saved you 25%. Exactly. Right. Just from, from the listening to, to this podcast, That's right. you've learned. File your return, no matter what. And a lot, of, a lot of times you can go to an accountant and just get, you know, the the thirty minute kind of free consultation, mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. them what's going on, and they'll mm-hmm. give you the nod if they can help you or how much it's going to cost mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Gives you an idea. At least go talk to somebody because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it can get very complicated. Or um, or email them <laughs> or read their or, email, or, or just Google. Right? You know, like Google around. Yep. A lot of accountants like myself like have blog posts on their websites, and I've not talked about this one, but. I mean, you can find a lot by Googling, <laughs> but do right. but do notice the source of what you're, uh, you know, like notice, <laughs> is, is, that, is it a reliable source of information that you're getting right. from the Google? Yeah. Yeah. If you see it on Facebook. Yeah. It may, maybe, up, maybe not. Maybe, maybe might not be a reliable source That's if right. it's, exactly. you know. Exactly. Exactly. Fake news. Fake tax right. news. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. supposedly that's been happening on Facebook. It's I don't know. Supposedly so. Yeah. yeah that's, so Brian, <laughs> let me ask you: What would you not do? What are some? Oh. What would you not do if you owed taxes? You owed the ten thousand right. dollars. What are some bad ideas? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't freak out because mm-hmm. that's super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also realize that if I owe taxes, it's because I made money. Mm-hmm. So kind of look on the bright side. We just made some miscalculations. We're just going to have to mm-hmm. adapt, pay this money down, mm-hmm. re- you know, redo mm-hmm. the budget so mm-hmm. we can pay this tax off mm-hmm. and then make sure we put up, put in enough money mm-hmm. for the next year. But, you know, you, when, when you get that bill, you might be, you know, we always get these things in the mail, these checks from your credit card company where you can write yourself mm-hmm. a check mm-hmm. or you can write someone else a check. Mm-hmm. You'd be leery of that because of the interest rates. Actually, RS mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm charge too horrible interest rate i think mm-hmm. back in i was reading an article i think back in january it was about six percent i'm mm-hmm. not sure what it is now but that just gives you a rough idea what mm-hmm. it is you, you would need to check to see what that is currently but you know that's not a horrible interest rate when you think about a credit card interest rate you're paying monthly you know uh, what 18 if you got an 18 percent interest mm-hmm. rate on your credit mm-hmm. card you're doing fabulous and it just goes up from there or even 15 15 so, percent interest right. rate on credit cards is still twi- more than twice as much twice, as the irs yeah. interest rate yeah so don't don't put your payment on your credit yeah. card don't 
don't put it. Yeah, don't put it on your credit card. Uh, a lot of people uh, panic mm-hmm. and they want to pay off the IRS because they don't want the IRS on them and stuff. So they think about taking money out of the retirement funds, mm. and that's not a good idea because of the ten percent penalty. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's going to add income to your next year where you're going to owe more taxes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a um, really good point. <laughs> it snowballs. It's the not snowball. Just, that's the word. Yeah, that's it's a good a, point. You know, I, I first thing I thought of was the ten percent penalty that you have to. Yeah. So, like, you take out ten thousand dollars from your IRA, but you only get nine thousand. Is that right? Because the ten percent penalty, right? Or, or maybe you have to put that on your return. But I forgot about the fact that oh yeah, now you have this extra <laughs> income that you have to claim on next year's return. Right. Yeah, so that's an altogether bad idea too. Yeah. So then you're going to have to pay tax on $10,000 the next right. year. So right. then that's mm. a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of like we said before, don't miss payments or miss filing. Mm-hmm. Um, if when you get those things set up, I mean, they're, they're very serious about you making that agreement and wanting to pay and get things right. So they give you that 72 month kind of period to work things out. Mm-hmm. But if you miss payments and you start kind of dilly dallying around with the IRS, um, the IRS has a little bit more power than your ordinary lender because they can levy and they can put liens on your property and that kind of thing much quicker than uh, other other types of institutions. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you don't want to, yeah, you just you don't want to do that if. Uh, if that's the case, I mean, you might want to think about maybe getting a loan from somewhere else. If you, you know, if, if you can get a loan, you know, better than 6%, if mm-hmm. you got a home equity loan or something of that matter, you might want to just pay the IRS, get a home equity loan, pay mm-hmm. it off still as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you wouldn't have to, to kind of, uh, with the dealings of the IRS, um, the folks over there, I've always, I've talked to a lot of people at the IRS. They're, they're very nice folks, but customer service isn't really yeah, their, yeah. their mantra. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they can seem a little harsh. Right. But they're, yeah. also, they're also just doing kind of a thankless, awful job, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they too are having to pay taxes. I mean, they're just, you know. Absolutely. They're just people too. Yeah. So if you find yourself in that situation where you've missed some payments and things are getting sticky, icky, and the IRS is sending you letters and you just kind of want it all to go away and you have a way of getting another type of loan, that's a way to, to mm-hmm. handle that because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. might be easier to call your bank when mm-hmm. things aren't going well or something of that mm-hmm. nature and deal mm-hmm. with them um, instead of the IRS. Mm-hmm. So something mm-hmm. to consider there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had I've had clients where I've urged them to go out and get other loans because of the the mess we had with the IRS. So. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea too. Yeah. Talk to your bank or talk to your family member or something. Um, but don't don't put it on your credit card and don't take it out yeah. of your retirement account. Mm, yeah. Those aren't good ideas. So the the other thing with this whole piece is is that you don't want this to happen. You don't really want to come. You really want to kind of be broke. Mm-hmm. You want to be even. Mm-hmm. You're kind of go. Hey, you're getting a dollar back. Exactly. I love that <laughs> right? game. I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get as close to that, but how do you? I mean, how do you eliminate getting into this situation? I can tell you what I, mean, I do. Not, well, I, what I do mean, you do? Well, I mean, it's hard to in in my world of dealing with small businesses, there's often this upward spiral of income, right? And it is hard to guess sometimes. It's definitely hard to guess within that dollar of how much money you're going to owe the next year. We usually always just base it on the previous year. That's just sort of the default. You pay in the upcoming year 100% of what you owed last year. So, okay, let's just assume we're going to do that. And 
the, what I tell my clients to do and what I personally do is to make their estimated payments every month versus qu- quarterly as is sort of commonly known. I mean, probably our listeners have heard of quarterly estimated payments, and those are due in April, June, September, and January. Well, I think it's much easier to pay those, to divide those up monthly. And then you go to the EFTPS website, which is the Electronic Federal Tax Payment System website. Um, There's a few little steps that you have to do in order to create an account. It involves a piece of snail mail. Note that. (laughs) Uh, But, (laughs) but, you know, so you have to wait a week or whatever before you can finally get it set up. But then once you get it set up, you attach it to your bank account and you set up monthly payments. So let's just say your accountant says you owe $2,400 a quarter. Well, that's $800 a month. So you just go in there, go into EFTPS, set up $800 a month as if it was a car payment, a rent payment, everything else. Think of it like a bill that you're just paying every month like everything else and have it auto-drafted from your bank account. And then to me, this, this helps in two ways. One, it means that you don't have to pay that sort of yucky, awful big amount every quarter. And it also means that you are at least making progress towards paying the next, you know, your next year, even if you're growing business and even if you earn double the money, of course you'd might, you'd want to make an adjustment, but if you, if you didn't, at least this helps, you know, attack part of the payment. I mean, at least it makes it, and it's an easy thing. Like everybody's accustomed to monthly bills, right? You know, everything is a monthly bill. Mm -hmm. So let's just view a self-employed people. Let's just view our taxes in the exact same way. Yeah, it does make it a little less painful. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've talked about before. That's why they kind of take, you know, your payments out on your W-2 mm-hmm. to pay those estimated taxes mm-hmm. because it doesn't doesn't hurt quite as much. Yeah, so. I mean, exactly. So if you're an employee, obviously this is the total non-issue for you. Your taxes are getting taken out every single paycheck anyway. And those are estimated payments. You're it, just doing them on a exactly. weekly or bi-weekly, monthly basis. That's exactly right. It's the same yeah. concept. But when we're self-employed, there's nobody to... To do that for us, yeah. So we got to got to man up and do it ourselves. <laughs> and I recommend strongly doing it every month because it's just so much. And then after you've done that for a number of months or years, it's just like a you don't even think about it anymore. I mean, it's just part of your monthly budget. I mean, to go back to our budget episode mm-hmm. from earlier on. I mean, that's a when you're formulating your personal budget, you know, put that little line item yeah. in there. So same, I got to pay the power bill, got to pay the rent. I got to pay my taxes. Yep. And just set set it up so it comes out automatically. Yeah. I think another thing is, you know, people kind of getting startled at the end of the year. There's mm-hmm. a time I've noticed that when you're first starting off and you're making and you're in your business and you start making, you know, $50,000 a year, which is a good salary, and then you kind of jump and maybe you have a great year and you go to 100,000. Tax doesn't double there. It, it right. almost it probably, you know, just a top of my head, it triples. It it goes a lot, you know, where you were thinking you were gonna pay, you know, you paid three thousand dollars a year before you're paying six thousand. It's not true because you've got a lot of deductions on that first fifty thousand. So you're you're paying quite a bit more. Uh, you're making quite a bit more, but you're also gonna pay a whole lot more in taxes. So just be aware that that's gonna happen as you as you start making more money. So it's I a s- great thing that you're making money, but yeah, I mean, I, I still use sort of like the rule. The still the rule of thumb of telling people to put aside 25%, you know, mm-hmm. of, of their net business income every, I mean, to me, I agree. I mean, so like if you're making 50,000, 
25% is probably too much and you're going to be over. But if you end up making 100,000, 25% might not be enough and you might right. still owe. So I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like 25% is something that is like people can kind of stomach the idea of it. <laughs> you know, people people don't love the idea of paying their taxes and no, none of us like it, right? But we have to do it. So like 25% of your net income, um, you know, broken up into monthly payments is kind of a manageable way to kind of like, not find yourself in a pickle. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. That's a good goal. That's a good rule. And then of course, you know, when you get that, you, when you had that hundred thousand dollar year and you do your tax return, you're going to see how much money it is. And then you're just going to say, well, that's the minimum amount I'm going to put in exactly. as estimated payments. Exactly. So for instance, if that was $20,000, just throwing out a number, if it was $20,000 in income, federal income taxes, you owed, divide that by 12, mm-hmm. put that in there. Mm-hmm. If you think if business is about the same, you should be good. If it mm-hmm. goes up, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you you're gonna have to kind of adjust your mm-hmm. rules there, but mm-hmm. exactly. it'll give you that's exactly it'll, right. It'll give you a good gauge of what's going on, that's so exactly you don't get right. too big a surprise. Man, I think this has been a really informative episode for folks. I, I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I mean, I did too. I I I know, right? It's, it's, I can't I can't wait to owe more taxes. N- yeah, set up my. Exactly. Installment agreement. And well, no, you're not going to set up your installment agreement because you're going to have paid your estimated payments oh, in that, advance. That, yeah, that's right. Installment agreement is only for when you owe and you can't pay. Very true. Very so your true. estimated payments are when you pay in a, in advance, and even though they're on, in, it seems like they're on installment. Yeah. It's not really true. Okay, so what are the main the main takeaways yeah. here? Would you say? Don't owe. Don't owe money. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main thing is, you know, speak to somebody that, you know, speak to an accountant or some a professional. At least go give, you know, talk to them and see where you stand and if they can help you and how much it'll cost. Mm-hmm. It'll give you some more ideas. You know, um, you, you can Google or you can listen mm-hmm. to podcasts. You can do things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I think your, your situation is going to be different. We, we talk in generalities mm-hmm. and your situation might be different. So you need to go talk to someone about those. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, just as a side note, you probably wouldn't want to talk to myself or Renee because <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're in a bad pickle, that's we're probably not well designed. Our firms aren't well designed to deal with right. Bad that's just not our niche. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not trying to say you know, <laughs> it's just not what we do. We don't do it a, a whole lot, and we mm-hmm. don't you know. So you want to go find someone that can that does this quite a bit that can help you a little better. I so. mean, definitely for the bad pickles, I'll help somebody set up an installment agreement, but I'm not qualified or equipped to deal with offers and right. compromise and stuff like that. And so, for yeah. me, it's only if they're already a client. So Okay, there you go. Yeah. So what, what else? Um, what okay, else so... What's the, big, what's the biggies here? Um, the, the biggest one, I think, is to go ahead and, you know, ward it off at the pass and yeah. go ahead and make your estimated payments, not just quarterly, even though that's the common rule. Go ahead and make them monthly and just view it literally in your mind as another payment that you have to make every month just to live, <laughs> you know, like really, yeah. like everything else. Yeah. And um, if I can uh, make sure that my, I have some PDF screenshots of this um, process for EFTPS. If I can make sure they're in proper order, I will upload them to, um, I'll make a link to them in the show notes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I pay, I usually pay just quarterly and I'm not sure how you do that monthly. So Mm -hmm. that'd be awesome. All right. I'll do it. 
I'll do it. Yeah, I think the other thing is just make sure you file those returns so you stay if you've mm-hmm. got an installment agreement going on mm-hmm. um, that you don't get knocked off of it and all of a sudden get these tax bills because they'll just they'll send you a bill for the total amount you owe at that point. And that's yeah, and then scary. it's really like, oh. bad. Yeah, and it's and then, extra And then bad. they're going to, you know, to pay this or we're going to start lean and levy procedures and that's scary. You don't want to do that. No, so, no. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's exciting being a small business person mm-hmm. and... You know, you don't want something like this to kind of dampen your excitement for what's going on. So setting up those payments on a monthly basis and know mm-hmm. what's going on. So you know what the real bottom line is. Mm-hmm. That's that's just the way to do it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's the main thing. Well, all right. This has been a good one. Cool. Thanks. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yep. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week for the season finale of season two. Of awesome. Plan podcast. See you now. Bye. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors, which for now are our firms. ReneeTaylorCPA.com and ColvinCPA.com. Please visit our website at TheBusinessPlan.co and sign up for our mailing list. If you find the show helpful, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Everyone's business and tax situation is unique, so please don't act on the advice given in the podcast without consulting a professional. See you next week on The Business Plan Podcast.